0: Hey y'all and welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me are two special guests Chrissy Fishbane and Cindy Michelson and let me tell you about these two powerhouses. So when they first met Chrissy and Cindy quickly realized that, while they were at different stages of motherhood, they faced many of the same struggles. Both felt frustrated, lonely, overwhelmed, and exhausted. They immediately developed a strong bond and appreciated feeling understood by a fellow mom. In addition to motherhood, Chrissy and Cindy also connected over their previous careers in wellness, having served as personal trainers and health coaches. Though this past work, no, through this past work, they had collectively spoken with hundreds of moms and recognized that the gap in care was a universal theme of the postpartum experience. They realized that countless women were navigating motherhood with an inadequate support system. Chrissy and Cindy felt driven to do something they knew women were being under underserved by the current system y'all that's so true w- mothers were slipping between the cracks forced to seek answers on their own and navigate a dis- desperate system or despaired system of care without access to the village of support often enjoyed by previous generations Chrissy and Cindy saw a need to provide real support, y'all. I'm going to emphasize that, real support for the mothers in this country and set out to build a system that will better serve them, thus her health collective was born cindy is a certified women's health coach through the integrative women's health institute and chrissy is a former high school teacher and is a certified personal trainer therapeutic exercise specialist and wellness coach specializing in training postpartum women so without further ado let's welcome these rock stars chrissy and cindy yay thank you so much (laughs) My pleasure. I hope I did your bios justice. And thank you so much for being here, ladies. I am definitely going to start with the icebreaker because it's hard to do rapid fire with two. So this is the icebreaker question, and you can decide who's going to go first. So the first one is, I want you to share something crazy that you have done in your life or a fun and interesting fact about yourself. So which one of you rock stars wants to go first? (laughs) Mm, I'll, go. I'll go. Okay. First. Okay. So answer both of those. Uh, you could do either or, can. or both.
1: Okay. So, something crazy that I've done in my life I've gone skydiving twice and I have also been around the world. And then, something that they don't know about me something is that what you said?
0: Yeah. Something fun and interesting. That fun they don't and interesting.
1: Know. I had. A natural planned home birth with our first, and then a natural birth in a birth center with our second.
0: Interesting. Okay. I'm going to ask questions <laughs> about that later. Chrissy? Okay. okay um,
2: I will go with something interesting that they don't know about me. Um, I have in my left calf, shark cartilage and part of my left butt cheek. Fused onto my left calf. <laughs>
0: Interesting. <laughs> this is oh, as soon as you heard ver- butt
2: cheek and shark yes. cartilage. I, I mean, <laughs> how can you not go with that, right? Uh basically I was in a car accident and I had first, second, and third degree burns down my leg. So I had um a skin graft and they used shark cartilage and I had Skin grafted off of my butt cheek and onto my, my left lower calf to heal the wound when I was 16 years old. So I am electrifying and there's shark in me and let's do this.
0: Bam. <laughs> that is interesting. Very interesting. I think the most interesting thing I've heard so far since doing the podcast.
2: There you go, bud. You won. <laughs> Yay. I love winning. <laughs>
0: Oh man. So let's dive into revolutionizing motherhood and mom because some people think when you become a mom that you need to forget about yourself. You need to just tend to your kid. Your kid becomes your priority or your relationship has to suffer. And I believe that even though us moms are multifaceted and we are rock stars, we aren't superhumans, we don't have an S on our chest. And we definitely need to find a balance and it's okay to set up boundaries without feeling that guilt or remorse. And I feel like sometimes mothers do not feel that way because of the stigmas that society has on us and the pressures that everything must be perfect. And I literally feel like the movie bad mom sometimes with some of my girlfriends or the TV show working moms. And I just tell people, have you watched working moms? I'm just starting out in this motherhood journey and I am definitely not an expert, but I am going to be a proponent of giving myself grace because like I told my husband, last time I checked, you didn't push a watermelon out of you or something that size. Yeah, right. <laughs> Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Wow. Yes. Motherhood is very multidimensional and so is her health collective. We have a lot of different things going on in this business. And that is on purpose because we want to support moms the best way that we can. And we'd love to tell you about what we're doing.
0: Yeah. So I want to ask both y'all combined, whenever you came up with the idea to start Her Health Collective, why um, the name and what was the inspiration behind, you know, just starting this amazing company?
1: Well, why don't I go ahead and I'll tell you about her name and then I'll pass it to Chrissy and she can tell us, tell you a little bit about why we started it. Little background there. So HER is actually an acronym and it represents our three main values. The H in HER stands for health, and we believe in health for every mom. We believe that every mother deserves access to trusted resources and a supportive community. And we take a holistic approach to this by looking at the entire woman, not just the physical nutritional aspect, but looking at the, the mother as encompassing mind, body, and spirit. We bring all those modalities together uh, to treat the whole woman. And then the E in her stands for empowering women. We do this through trustworthy knowledge and a supportive community. And we, 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 hope to help moms change the way that they or change the way they think about how they need to take care of themselves. And by giving them these resources and all of the various different events that we offer, the connection between other moms, they therefore will feel more empowered to make decisions for themselves and the health of their family. And then the R stands for respect. And we respect each woman's unique story. Our parenting is, like we said, multidimensional, but it's also multigenerational. So you've got generations coming down of ways that people were raised. And um, we come at it from different directions. And we want to make sure that women understand that their backgrounds and experiences are going to be respected in this space where we are.
0: Mm, I love that. And then Chrissy, um, after the acronym was explained, what was also the driving factor from your viewpoint that you said, you know what, Cindy, we just have to launch and we have to put something out there as a safe haven for mothers?
2: Yeah. You know, when we first started dreaming up this, it didn't have the name Her Health Collective, but when we first started dreaming it up, we were in two different stages of motherhood. I had a fresh, freshly minted toddler. Um, I was in the throes of postpartum anxiety. I'm very upfront with my experience and how much it deeply impacted, um, you know, this journey that we've been on. And Cindy's girls were older, and she was in dealing with a lot of issues with navigating the healthcare system and the school system. And, you know, we're both dealing with these different issues, but we had these same feelings, these same experiences, these same struggles. And we both worked in the fitness industry with moms. So we got to talk to a lot of moms. And what we realized is it's across the board. Every mom we talked to would say, I feel lonely, I feel overwhelmed. I am exhausted. I don't know who to turn to or where to go or who to trust. And we both felt that way and countless moms felt that way. So we decided we needed to do something about it. We we knew that we had a lot of great connections in the area that we live in and that we were going to be able to pull something really amazing together. And it's funny because of our fitness bra- background, we actually started creating a program with two physical therapists. So there was four of us and we were making a program to heal diastasis recti. And that was kind of what started this whole thing. And then the physical therapists were too busy with their schedules and couldn't commit the time to it that I think Cindy and I were looking to put into it. And we, once that kind of, you know, fell, fell down and, you know, we, we were really upset. We licked our wounds for a little while, like, what are we going to do? We put all this time and energy into it. And that was sort of when the conversation began, like, Okay, but it's not just about the mom's physical body. It is so much more than that. Yes, it sucks if your abs are, you know, (laughs) not where they used to be, that, that sucks, but there is so much more going on and there's so much more important stuff going on for a mom's overall health and self-care. And that was sort of what became our, our guiding. And we just, we loved going back and forth, imagining all the ways we could serve and help moms.
0: Mm, I love that. And one of the things I hear from some of my friends who are moms already ahead of me in the game is mental health. And I feel like sometimes whenever you think about mental health and you think about it in the aspect of a mom, sometimes they don't want to always ask for help because they feel like it's a sign of weakness. When in my opinion, I feel like it is a sign of sh- Of strength and resilience saying, I'm not okay, but I'm going to do what I need to do in order to be okay, because it's not just about me, it's about, you know, my child and my, my partner, or etc. But first, you kind of have to peel the onion layer back and you have to kind of look at the root cause analysis and understand why am I feeling this way? What is causing me to feel this way? Do I need to ask for help and etc.? And I feel like with her collective, when you mentioned the E is empowerment, if you empower another woman to let her know that it's okay to ask for help, it's okay to lean on a paid professional or a friend or someone that is non-judgmental or does not have that unconscious bias, then I think it will help that mother feel like she's in a good place where she could kind of put her shoulders at ease. Not that all her problems are going to go away, but that she feels like some of the burden is taken off. So with her collective, do y'all bring in any guest speakers or have any webinars for those who are not in the home state that you are in? Oh my gosh, our business
1: has just organically exploded over the past 3 years. Like Chrissy said, we started off thinking about it, it was it was a more of a basic model. We were like, okay, we're going to have a supportive community and we want to have a directory of women's health experts that they can go to. But then as we started to explore that more, we were like, no, we need to have these experts interact with our moms. We need to have Q&As, we need to get content on our website that uh, moms can access if, when they have questions. Um, we need to just really give these moms a support network because of the changes that have happened in our society over the years where it has evolved away from the idea of community helping raising kids like it used to be. Years and years and years ago. Um, so, yes, we do. We have what's called our her expert network, uh, which consists of our expert panelists. Every year, we interview, gosh, Chrissy, what was it this year? We had about thirty people nominated, I think, and yeah, just uh, we over thirty, just over yeah. thirty nominated. For our expert panel and we go through and we interview each of them and we decide how to form our, our panel in order for these net these experts to interact with each other so we put on four round tables per year, and we ask our panelists to attend two of the round tables and at those round tables, we just collaborate on women's health issues and talk. And uh, and then we also have those experts uh, provide us with four pieces of content that each quarter. So one piece each quarter. So, um, and then we post them on our websites for free for people to access. So um, with that, we're hoping to get information from health providers out into the world, as well as our recently, well, I think it's a year in existence now, our podcast called Mama Needs a Moment, that was another outlet for our um, experts to speak to the community and get information out there.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. And then this question, I think I'm going to hit Christy with this one. So after you give birth, sometimes women are like, Oh my gosh, my body, I just want my body to snap back because they see all these glamour models on social media. When in actuality, you don't know that they paid a glorified trainer to help them get their body to snap back. Or some women never even carry the baby themselves, but they act as if they did because they have surrogates because they have the money to do so. So how can we empower a woman to really just embrace her new body and start loving her body, like with um, reciting positive affirmations, with knowing when it's time to get back into the fitness routine, but not forcing herself, embracing your new breasts, embracing your hips, your curves, your stretch marks. You earn those because no one else carried that baby for you. And if they did more power to you. But I think that's also a big part of self-care is understanding your new body and loving yourself. Because when you love yourself, you're going to see yourself in a different limelight than how other people perceive you. Yeah, absolutely. This is such a
2: near and dear topic for me, uh, near and dear to my heart, you know, I, I I'm going to be perfectly honest and I'm going to say, this is still something I struggle with. This is still a topic that there are days I wake up and I look in the mirror and I'm hypercritical of the person I see looking back at me. Now, I want to be fair and say, there are also days that I look in that mirror and be like, you go girl. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it is, it, it's a constant battle. And I think you, you know, you mentioned several things that are so accurate. There is this society of constant comparison that we are living in. We are inundated with social media photos that have been doctored and filtered. That's one of the big things I want to say. There's filters, there's angles, there's lighting that changes everything. You can change the angle of a photo and make your arms go from looking one way to a completely different way, you know? And I, I think that we're stuck in this world where we're comparing what we see in the mirror and and we're looking at other people's social media feed. We're looking at the the internet. We're looking at famous stars that have bounced back as you mentioned with you know these glorified trainers. And it's this world of comparison that is the struggle. And what I have seen through her health collective, because we are really big on talking about diet culture and how society tells us that we must be thinner, um, that we, you know, thinner is better. And that's simply not true. Thinner is not healthier. Thinner does not mean that you are a better person by no means. So we talk a lot about diet culture. We approach this topic with our moms. And what we have found is that. In our community our moms are being honest with each other and they're sharing stories they're connecting and that piece is so important i love imagining a world where all of the moms go on social media and show an honest portrayal of what their body is like what their life is like what is happening with them at home and do you know that when we are doing that when we are being honest and sharing what's truly happening we are helping another woman heal. We are helping another mom to realize that she is not, uh, you know, the one person that's not doing everything right and doesn't have everything figured out. And that is so crucial because so much of motherhood, you feel alone, you feel critical of yourself, um, of you know, the people around you. And it's just so important to have that honesty, you know, social media, family, friends, all of it. We, we just, we need some honest storytelling here.
0: Thank you for sharing, Chrissy, and I love that you brought yourself into it, and you talked about your honesty and your truths because that is very real, and I think a lot of mothers can resonate with that, and then, Cindy, this question is going to be for you, so I like to say, what's your explosive? Mine is TNT, transition, and transformation, because I like to blow crap up sometimes, (laughs) and (laughs) whenever I... Oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever I think about my TNT, sometimes I need to just offload my crap onto my husband in a lovely way, even though men are, the ones that compartmentalize like a waffle and they try to fix everything. It's like, I don't need you to fix it, dude. I need you to hear me out and actively listen to what I'm saying. So I feel like as women, we need to be able to offload things to our partner or the other person in the relationship in order for us to have a period of TNT where we're blowing crap up. Because if not, we're carrying the weight on our shoulders So from your perspective and having older children than Chrissy did whenever you all met, what was your way to offload things to really balance your load with your partner? Because I think a lot of women have a hard time trying to balance their load because they feel like, okay, you know, maybe I'm a stay-at-home mom and my husband goes and makes the bacon. But even though you're a stay-at-home mom, that doesn't mean that you are a domicile worker or you should be enslaved to your home. And I think that's a valid point to bring up because there are a lot of mothers that have transitioned to be um homemakers and just because you're a homemaker does not mean you need to be in the home 24-7. Right exactly I have to tell you that
1: when I started to be a stay-at-home mom in the beginning stages of when our kids were little it was a struggle for me it was um It was difficult for me to take the ownership off of my worth being in making money versus raising our kids. And that's when I got into the fitness industry and I started to uh, teach fitness classes where our kids could go with us. And that was an outlet for me. But to be perfectly honest, I blow things up through my therapist. (laughs) I'm such a huge supporter of mental health therapy. I've been doing therapy for years. I left it for a while and realized that I needed to put myself back in it because I view it as a massage for my soul when I'm able to go and talk to my therapist about all things and, you know, to relate it to what Chrissy was talking about with diet culture, I realized being in the fitness industry and just the, my makeup, I tend to obsess over things and I obsessed over being healthy. And I let diet culture just get into my head to the point where it was disordered. And I realized that I needed to put myself back into therapy because I had things that I was doing that I did not want our girls to emulate at all. And so it, just continues. And I love it every week. Actually, after this, I'll be having my therapy session. So I blow things up there.
0: (laughs) I love it. And thank you for sharing that, Cindy, because therapy is a good way to like blow stuff up or even a life coach. And I tell people, dude, like when I had my life coach, he's like, I know you want to punch me in the face. I said, I do, no. Jenny, but I am not going to, because I don't want to be sued, but I just want you to just sit down and shut the puck up right now because I know what I need to do. And I- I didn't come here for that. I just came here so you could kind of fix me and put me in back together. And when I first invested, I didn't even tell my husband because I knew that I had just lost my job from oil and gas. And if anyone knows anything about oil and gas, you get paid very well. And we went from two incomes to one. And then we found out that we were expecting, which was another layer of stress. So I was like, I'm just going to spend this money and I'm not going to let my husband know. And it's just going to be kumbaya. So I've... <laughs> So so (laughs) because (laughs) I feel like sometimes we don't need to always ask our mate for permission, especially if we're in a state where we need to do something for us, because it's going to help us become a better um, spouse for our partner. So Christy, I want to ask you this question, because I think that as mothers, we need to bring the sexy back. And I don't think we should always be required wired where we need to have sexy time if we're not feeling it. So how do you embrace your inner glow and bring that sexiness to your husband or your mate after you just delivered a baby? Because sometimes it's like, oh yeah, we're done with the six weeks. I'm ready to get back in the curve. But your body may not be physically ready or you mentally. And yes, you want to be sexy. You want to walk around or whatnot, but I think you also need to be in a good headspace so you're not baking it till you make it. <laughs> yeah,
2: love no, that absolutely. you got this question, Chrissy. Because Ab- absolutely, great. I I mean I think it's such an important topic again that people are honest about and have um, a conversation on this. You know, um, I think that in those initial phases. After first having your baby, you have to give yourself time. There can be this expectation that everything's going to just fall back and be normal again. But you have to think about, you know, your body, perhaps you had a C-section, you just had a surgery or, you know, your, your body is in the, the middle of healing your mental health, you know, uh, maternal mental health disorders like postpartum depression are the number one most common complication of childbirth. So you have to be aware of things like postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, and you need to seek out care for that. You also need to be aware that um, you're going to have a huge lack of sleep. And that doesn't just go away after a few months or a year, it goes on when your child is sick, when, you know, like all of these things factor into the energy levels that you have. So I think the most important thing is to have honest conversations with your partner. You need to have honest conversations about this is how I'm feeling. This is what I need. This is not where I'm at right now. I think you can look at couples therapy. I think working out is huge. While I wouldn't, I mean, I suggest seeing a pelvic floor physical therapist to every mom. But once you're at that point where you can start working out again, getting your body moving and getting the blood flowing, that can help. Um, you know, uh, reading a sexy book that puts you in the mood, putting on a sexy lingerie. Um, But with all of that, there is an element of fake it until you make it. Because sometimes you won't be in the mood. Sometimes it will be the last thing on your mind, but you know that you want to connect with your partner in that special, important way. And sometimes there does have to be a little bit of effort. Um, But I would never say that, you know, if you're really not in that space, then there are other avenues to look like couples therapy or um, mental health therapy, you know, seeing a pelvic floor physical therapist, if there's pain, a lot of women experience pain after giving birth. So, I mean, these are all things that you really need to be aware of. And Give yourself grace, give yourself time. Don't expect this to happen overnight and have those honor, honest conversations with your partner. That communication is so key.
0: Love it. And thank you so much for sharing that, Chrissy. And I'm just laughing because Cindy was like, I'm so glad you got that <laughs> It seems like each question that I'm asking you is based on something that each one of you went through. And I had no idea since this is our first conversation. So I just kind of love how everything is flowing. And now, as we begin to wind down, I want to jump into the call to action. And I want you ladies to leave our audience with your call to action for this segment based on what we have spoken about.
1: I want to start by encouraging moms to. Find a supportive, inclusive community of friends who you can be authentic around. And I I don't want to give the wrong idea. This is not always easy. This is one of the reasons that Chrissy and I started her health collective because we do know that as adults, it's a lot harder to make genuine friendships and to take those friendships to a deeper level. So it may be our community, it may be another community, but surround yourself with other moms and and make friends with people that you can be yourself around.
0: Thank you for sharing, Cindy. Chrissy, do you have anything that you want to add on to that, or do you want to go ahead and plug the websites? Um, Well, yeah, I guess this will
2: be kind of a quick plug. I would say go listen to Mama Needs a Moment. We have excellent experts come on that share a lot of very important information for mothers and head to herhealthcollective.com. We share a new resource from our expert panelists every week. We dive into all the topics we talked about today, Um, you know, sex after birth, uh, diastasis, anxiety and depression, relationship issues, like all of it. It's all there. So, um, they are vetted experts and very trustworthy resources. So we hope you'll go check them out.
0: And are you ladies on social media?
2: Oh, yes. <laughs> the great thing is
1: Chrissy and I alternate weeks. And so we actually can take a breather for a week and not, <laughs> which is a wonderful thing about having a partner Uh, to do all things with. But yes, we are on Instagram. We are also on Facebook. We are on Twitter and we
2: are on YouTube. Did I leave any out, Chrissy? (laughs) Nope. I think you hit them all. We're (laughs) on all of those platforms as Her Health Collective
0: awesome and I want to thank you ladies for just coming on and just being vulnerable having fun and just really embracing in this healthy conversation because I truly believe it's going to help all the mamas out there and for all of those tuning in all of their information will be in the show notes so just read and scroll down Go follow their brands and learn something new don't forget to like comment and subscribe we're on 40 plus platforms you could also see all things video on our youtube channel channel which is at gems with genesis and Mars kemp and lastly but not least i'd love to thank my supporters because you come on and support the guests that i bring on as well as myself. And because of you, we're now ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com. And I couldn't have done it without your support. So I would love to give you your flowers while you could enjoy them blooming, metaphorically speaking. So until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing one. Remember, you got this. Love your body and embrace the journey because it is just that. A journey, but you will make it through. Thank you for listening to another segment of Gems Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to Gems Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, Gems with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor.